They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Not crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that isn't rooting for the doomsday clock to hit midnight, but we're afraid we might have a robot who is. This is Hysteria 51. Yes, rooting. Also, don't forget contributing. Contributing? (laughs) That would be a first in any capacity. Careful, go forth. I'll cut you. (laughs) With (laughs) what? Anyway, we are broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. I am your host, John Goforth, and sitting 30 miles south of me is my co-host and the only guy I know who believes sheltering in place means building an additional shelter for his Green Lantern collection, Mr. Brent Hand. You know, John, I, I, I challenge you to prove that it doesn't or the fact that I actually am sad that you think I wouldn't just built it into a panic room just in case anyway. <laughs> That's the way it goes. <laughs> By the way, though, I'd also like to point out I'm avoiding large gatherings, ordering a lot from Amazon and not seeing you in person as much as possible. So, you know... It's a lot for me here, speaking of (laughs) pandemics and shit like that, before the pandemic. Not a lot has uh, changed for my life. Well, I I can't argue with that. Wish you were avoiding seeing me in person. I'm sure that feeling is mutual. The other voice you're hearing is the third host of the show and the only one with a doomsday clock hanging in his room. He is the one, the only conspiracy bot. I caress it at night. So don't tell him. But it's just one of those old school clocks with a handwritten sign under it that says doomsday clock. <laughs> <laughs> like the clock you'd have in your classroom exactly, when you're just exactly. waiting for three o'clock. And, and yeah. unfortunately for him, I did have to put the, the metal bars over it in case he throws shit at it, just like in your, your classroom. <laughs> doomsday. Superman. Pork chops. Super pork chops. Spider pig. Bacon cheese muffins. Doomsday clock show me this technology. I'm a lumberjack. Cheese muffins. <laughs> okay. That other, other robot voice you're hearing, who seems to be getting creepier by the day, is Conspiracy Bot's robot creation slash minion, Kyle. Yes. Kyle, why are you in my studio this week? And, and, and more importantly, how did you get here? I miss John. I miss John. Your puny mind can't comprehend. Can we cut off? I had no idea he was rolling your way. I woke up this morning and the fucker was gone. I figured Seabot had probably sent him out on like a magazine or booze run or something. Soap Opera Digest comes out on Tuesdays, you idiot. <laughs> Fuck me, <laughs> all right, right? All right. <laughs> I'll, listen, I'll ask him questions later. But for now, Brent, now we have guests and they're new to the lower fourth. They have not been with us before. Something tells me, though, they've already had their cherries popped. If I had to yeah. guess, though. Yeah. <laughs> I feel a lot of our listeners hey, know sh- them well, though. We'll get into that. So uh, welcome to the show, the Brohio podcast. Hey, hey guys. guys. Thank you for having us. This is going to be a fucking train wreck. Yeah. I want you guys to know that right now. <laughs> I love and respect both of you. You're lucky we're not topless right now. Well, I was just going to say we had to ask you to put your tops back on because Zoom yeah, is using yeah. video. So <sighs> you're lucky. You're lucky you can only see waist up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
Uh, should I stop rubbing my nipples now? I wouldn't. <laughs> no. no, please. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, guys, for the for the two listeners we have that <laughs> don't know who you are, well, other than the robots, could you give us a little a little breakdown of who you are, what your podcast is all about, etc.? All right. I'm going to go back to the very beginning. Uh, it was January of 1986. <laughs> my mom and dad were having a rigorous fucking... <laughs> they were. Uh, I was told it was a revolving restaurant night. There was some really hard. I still have an eight by ten of it. Get past that. To- wait, wait, yeah. I don't, I don't think he meant when you were born. Like, Rob and I, you were created, have been the best of pals since middle school. Yeah, we've maintained a beautiful relationship. We've never officially had our first fight, and it's been around twenty years of friendship. Man, yeah, um, we're overdue. <laughs> wow, we're definitely overdue. <laughs> and we said that we wanted to do a podcast, and Rob said, "Let's just talk about music," and we're in. Shit. Yeah, yeah, it started just as like a. You know, in every just a normal conversation that you'd have with your friends. Yep. And then we kind of found our niche. We whittled it down to aliens, demons, conspiracies, monsters, everything that you get when you come to Hysteria 51. And that's why this marriage is so perfect right now. Amen. I feel like we're wife swapping this, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's fine, man. Whose keys did Uh, you pull out of the bowl tonight, John? I don't know. (laughs) And. That's uh, that's where we found our niche. That's where we found our thing. And just like you guys, we, I think you guys, you guys definitely go to the edge. But I think sometimes we jump over the edge with I the nastiness so. and the yeah, and the, yeah. We so. we frequent we frequent middle school humor <laughs> mixed with lots and lots of tangents. That's actually perfect because John frequents middle schools, so <laughs> you hey. guys, you'll you'll speak right to him. Yeah, well, we're. we're we're not allowed within a thousand feet anymore. Yeah, I was just gonna say you can't really frequent them anymore. <laughs> yeah. right. Now, li- listen, listen. I, I think that's a fair assessment. I, I do think that uh, uh, you, you know you, we flirt with the edge. You go off of it sometimes. Um, in our defense, if we were to get further over the edge, I mean, we have a robot that we have to watch, and he he wants to go over the edge. So we kind of have to play that counterbalance. Uh huh. Um, let him just let him uh, go. Uh, but uh, he, uh, he 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 still tries to take us that direction. Hey. Uh, he'll jive with you guys well. Yes. So uh, it's interesting. You also you mentioned that uh, you know you've been friends for twenty some odd years, and and yep. uh, you know similar story with Brent and I. We got a couple years on you guys just because we're a little older. But that's, okay, that's about <laughs> I'll the trade exact you. I'll, I'll be younger, please. Yeah. Um, but the the difference here is you said you haven't had your first fight yet. Um, I think Brent and I have not had our first fight today. Today, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> we run on a different fuel, but it works. <laughs> that's a good way to put it, Brent. <laughs> but actually, a better way to put it would have been never, never mind. Yeah, never exactly. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, it's awesome that we got two groups of friends because you're going to need friends. How's this transition? Come the apocalypse time, and we're <laughs> hey, talking there you go. exactly the doomsday clock this evening. Woo! John, how'd you like that one? Before we get too hot and heavy into this into this doomsday clock stuff, just like we said when we were chatting before, Rob and I, just like for our episodes, we didn't do any fucking research. But <laughs> there's there's a story I would like to present. Uh, Brent and I have talked back and forth for, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And when I, like I said, Rob and I met in middle school, and there was a kid that went to <laughs> school with Shit. us. Have you guys ever done an episode on doppelgangers? No. no. Okay. Okay. This fucking guy. <laughs> Dude, okay. it's, it's unreal. He and Brent look like they were shit out of the same potato or the same egg. I don't know. It's <laughs> uncanny what these, how similar these two wow. look. Yeah. But the, the, the story goes, I was at a friend's house and I was, was about 12. Was foot long in high school by any chance? <laughs> no. It was, 
<laughs> it was Rob? his nickname was his nickname was Bomb Threat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That tracks. So, <laughs> it really was. To set the stage for you guys real quick, I was like 12 or 13, and I was at a friend's house, and they, the, his his parents were like 45, but they just had a baby. And I was there, and the mom was changing a shitty diaper, and he she asked me to take the dirty diaper out to the curb and put it in the trash. Did I'm you like, sniff it? <laughs> no, I took a bite, for sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> and um, I take this shitty diaper out, I walk out the front door, and I see the kid, the Brent doppelganger, Riding his bike down the street very slowly. He wasn't a strong bicycle rider. He probably was still in training wheels. He's about 12 or 13 years old, but he was still rocking the training wheels. And just out of natural instinct, I had two brothers, so I was pretty vicious. I took this shitty diaper, and I launched it like Benny the Jet Rodriguez in the sandlot. And this thing soared through the air, and it hit this kid in his temple. And it spray it hit so hard and so flush it sprayed poop mist all no. over the side of this fucking guy's head. No. <laughs> and that's what... <laughs> I'm really happy that when you see me, you think of shit spray. And, you think of an exploded diaper. Really yeah. but then, Launch that into your ether. That's awesome. <laughs> and then flash Don't forward worry. a few years, he got us out of school one day because he made a fucking bomb threat. He didn't really like me after that day, for whatever reason. No. When did you guys break up? <laughs> uh, and, uh, right. So if you, and when Brent, you first, I, your pictures first started populating on my, on my, uh, Pornhub or on like my <laughs> Facebook and stuff. I was like, I sure hope that isn't the same fucking guy. Cause he definitely means harm to my family. You would have fucking shit. If I'd have been catfishing you this whole goddamn time, can I can I show I him the picture? This podcast just to bring you motherfuckers on here, so I can. <laughs> yeah. Can I show him the picture here? Yeah. Here, check check this out. So look at this. You got. We're gonna we're gonna bring it all the way in for. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Here. He's got to get closer. He's got to unhook for a second, so you can see how uncanny this 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 is. Yeah. Oh, I see it. I see it. You're showing the literal worst photo I've ever taken of myself, but I see it. I actually think I look more like him than I do in my photo there. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Like, Let me see it. Let me see it again. Oh, just on. for. Sorry. Yeah, that's Just for my, clarification. That's my Brent doppelganger story. Now, Sorry to get us completely off track right off the rip there. But. Well, let me let me let me throw in one thing there real quick. And Nation, we'll post we'll post this side by side. Well, yeah, <laughs> if we get permission, you I send guess. me that I, photo. Uh, I'm yeah, not asking I'll, that guy for fucking permission. <laughs> <laughs> trying to blow my high school up. <laughs> we'll send right, it either enough. way. <laughs> Shit bags. We'll email it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, but guys, here's how you can know for a fact you're not being catfished right now. Um, <laughs> I can tell you, I went to high school with Brent and middle school. Uh, Brent would have been the guy throwing the diaper. Uh, okay, uh, okay, there far. you go. So, uh, going to give you one quick anecdote. We've given we've given this on the show before, but it's raining. Uh, it's 20 years ago. Brent's driving his truck, and he sees a woman carrying a baby on the side of the road. It's pouring down rain. There's puddles everywhere. He killed now, the baby. He zooms over to get in the other lane, not to you know offer her a ride or make sure yeah. everything's okay. To get the fucking puddle that's next to her <laughs> yes. and drench her in water. Hey, I taught them an honest lesson that day. Don't walk with a baby in a rainstorm. That's why I hit you with the with the poop mist bomb because I knew that that was in your past. That's why <laughs> you could just tell <laughs> this guy is no good. Well, this crossover is already working swimmingly. Let's 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 see how it goes with uh, with our actual topic of the evening. Yeah, I the forget Doomsday Clock. Yeah, we're all gonna die. That pretty much hey. sums up the Doomsday Clock. It's just ticking away until 
that happens. And what a fucking name, the Doomsday Clock. And I thought that it was, I was looking at my wife was asking me about it. She said, where are we at on the Doomsday Clock? I said, you know, I told her where it was at. And she's like, what does it all fucking mean? I'm like, that clock, Kim Jong-un is not dead. So that this is not accurate information right here. They He died this week, but then they brought his sister back. And they then they figured out that his sister wasn't fit to do the shit. So now uh, Kim Jong Un is back alive. <laughs> so the Doomsday with Clock some is some of that doppelganger shit. And uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. The and mist. I tell you what, not only is he back, he's waddling around fat as fucking smoking like a motherfucker already, <laughs> right out of heart surgery. They said he was on a pleasure island. That there's some type of North Korean pleasure island where he has all kinds. Sign of, me up. Yeah, they, the, they have fucking pillows. It's a pleasure island for North Korea. <laughs> and and uh, Fox is making a reality show out of yeah. it. Oh, that's good. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So, so guys, the actual doomsday yeah, clock. Yeah, your, your wife brought up a, a great point. What is it, John? What, what is that? Yeah. Well, it's basically a euphemism for how close to the ending of humanity we are, specifically as caused by ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Sooner not rather than later. Not taking into account, uh, you know, a big meteor, not taking into account... Aliens coming down and exploding our world. This is all, all the stuff that we're doing to ourselves. Hey, and speaking of aliens, holy shit. Fucking all this shit going on with the alien videos. Yeah, you know, the the, the videos that came out aren't new. They're no, old. they're old, yeah. And it's not even new that they've been in the news, but it is it is news that at least the powers that be said, yeah, we declassified them instead of them being yeah, leaks. We're getting confirmation. We're and That's a step in the right Everyone's direction. Everyone's like, meh. Did you see Tiger King? You know what? It's, you know, like, <laughs> you know, it's, the crisp, it's the Christmas break news dump. This is the pandemic news dump. Anything yeah, else right. you want to get out there while the pandemic's going yeah, on, yeah. just drop it out there, because guess what? Tomorrow <laughs> they're going to be talking about which drug works better. Exactly. Well, not, it is. John's it been matter. boycotting the news as of late because his lord and savior, David Icke, was kicked off of Facebook and, and YouTube. Aww. So it's yeah, the, uh, yeah. Did you guys see that, David Ike? Uh, another one. Bice- <laughs> I've, I've been following Elon Musk going fucking crazy on Twitter Man, though, and plummeting his he's own just selling stock. All of his shit. <laughs> yeah, Tesla stock is overvalued. Yeah, he tanked it. Did he like sign up for a fake account and short Tesla stock left and right? I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. He's he's something else. Well, if your business model is building cars you can start with a fucking horse fart, then you're probably <laughs> not going to do very well, in my opinion. <laughs> we were talking about you know the ending of humanity that we bring upon ourselves, and the midnight hour, that represents that end of humanity, and the whole clock is that countdown. The clock was conceived by, and it's still continued to be run by, these cats at the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, and I'm sure their holiday parties sound fucking badass. (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) According to them, here's how the clock came to be. So they got a little short story. The Bulletin began as an emergency action created by scientists who saw an immediate need for a public reckoning, public reckoning, in the (laughs) aftermath of the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. One mission was to urge fellow scientists to help shape national and international policy. A second mission was to help the public understand what the bombings meant for humanity. And one thing there, let's note that the um, the scientists in question were also part of the Manhattan Project. So of you know, they weren't just doing this out of the goodness of their heart. They were also like kind of feeling bad about the technology they just created. <laughs> I have like, exploded in two death. cities. Yeah. Oops. I know we just about broke half the fucking Earth off of the core, but... We got to make this better. Yeah. <laughs> Let's create a clock. 
you guys need to be accountable for what we just did. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So these these scientists, so they anticipated the uh, the atomic bomb would be one of the first of many. This is a quote: one of the first of many dangerous presents from the Pandora's box of modern science. And I just fucking love that quote. <laughs> They were correct, though. Humanity yeah. now faces all these threats from greenhouse gases, cyber attacks, the misuse of genetic engineering, AI, shit that they weren't probably even contemplating back then. But the bulletin's doomsday clock serves as this symbol, I guess, of of multiplying perils. Its hands show how close we are to extinction, and with the energy of words and ideas, we seek to motivate, this is what they say, we seek to motivate our audience to acknowledge emerging threats, manage their dangers, and turn back the hands of the doomsday clock. Dun, dun, dun. Is, is, and like we said, we're mind-numbingly unresearched here. Yeah. Do we have the capability to roll this clock back? Every January, they come together in a big powwow, and they tell the world, where they're at and they roll it back and forth quite a bit oh, okay. yeah, so th- this is this is a good point of distinction here the, like the clock isn't like some big algorithm where they take into account all these you know factorials and and eventually a number pops out and that's where we get to five minutes or one minute to midnight yeah, or whatever it's like a giant fucking clock from ikea <laughs> it's literally a bunch of, of of scientists sitting around going all right so taking this 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 and this into account where do you think we are 100 seconds from midnight? Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, good. That's where we go. Like, there's no, okay. it, there's no like, actual... Um, yeah, it's not algorithmic. It's scientific. That's the big right. difference. I mean, like, Kim Jong-un had for lunch, they don't put in that kind of shit. Like, well, he's he's going to be gassy today. But they take it more like, like if he had died, what that would have done to the power balance. But they're yeah. not going to update it today. They're not going to update it again until January. So they take all that into to effect. And like I said, every single year... Uh, they have scientists, Nobel laureates, and John Stamos. They all come together and they give Hell their predictions yeah. so they can estimate how close we are to midnight. And then again, like I said, the clock is adjusted. Only the the sharpest minds on the planet, like is what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Where do you guys think you. we are? 120 seconds. And oh, no, we haven't heard from Uncle Jesse yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everywhere you go, everywhere. <laughs> uh, so, do you guys celebrate saw- Jesse and the Rippers as much as we do? I hope so. Was it just uh, the Rippers or the Reapers? Uh, oh, Rippers. Acting like Rippers. he's not sure. I don't know if you guys picked up on this, though. One of the statements from that was, one mission was to urge fellow scientists to help shape national and international policy. That's that's interesting to say we're going to come over and take and run this shit. What's interesting to me is I thought you were going to say something more about Jesse and the Rippers, and then you fucking <laughs> put it back on the put the train back on the tracks. I'm ready for some more Jesse and the Ripper facts, and you're fucking me up with topics over here. <laughs> I thought you were going to hit me with, do you remember in the first season when it was Jesse Cochran <laughs> and not Jesse Katsopoulos? We got to Greek this bastard up. Nobody, that, no, that, nobody ever mentions that. Is that true? It is true. Look it up. Yeah, first season he was wow. he was Jesse Cochran and then they made him Jesse Katsopoulos after that. But anywho, I, I'm sorry. I saw a meme the other day. It was uh, a family posing for a picture and it literally looked like every person had been picked to be a slightly shittier version of the cast of yes. Full House. That's great. And the meme said, you know, when your mom bought the off-brand series. Yes. That's, that's a literal yeah. literally they made a a show about the behind the scenes of Full House and that's the so cast good. of it. And right. I watched it. There's no drama. It's just like and yeah. then uh, 
and then the show was no more. Like, there's no like, oh yeah, like weird. Aunt Becky was getting fisted and all this crazy shit. None of the good before stuff. that it was Hot Daddy and the Monkey Puppets. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? That's what they were called. It wasn't Jesse and the Rippers. It was Hot Daddy and the Monkey Puppets. That was my uncle's nickname for me growing up. He said, get in here, and get in here, Monkey Puppet. Hot Daddy needs his Monkey Puppet. <laughs> I did not know that there is so much about uh, Full House I'm learning tonight. I, mean, I don't know if I'm going to learn anything about the Doomsday Clock, but I'm ready. I mean, I'm like a pop culture. I'm like a pop culture library. It's like the only thing I know. <laughs> it's like the only thing I know. Back to the topic at hand, Uncle Jesse. Now, uh, <laughs> meaning though, we're talking about these scientists. They're not trying to be apolitical. They they're attempting to help influence policy. Yeah. They're just doing it with silly things like you know. Science. <laughs> Who needs that bullshit when we can just inject right. stupid shit? And we got fear. fear. And, and you know, anyone who's ever uh, seen an ap- apocalyptic movie knows that the only the good stuff happens when you follow the money, yeah. not yeah. the science. Yeah, that's yeah. the formula. <laughs> yeah, their uh, their reply to folks accusing them of trying to further a political agenda because that is something that happens all the time. So they say. Ensuring the survival of our societies and the human species is not a political agenda. Cooperating with other countries to achieve control of extremely dangerous technologies should not involve partisan politics. If scientists involved with the bulletin are critical of current policies on nuclear weapons and climate change, it's because those policies increase the possibility of self-destruction. The bulletin has moved the clock hand away from midnight almost as often as it has moved it toward midnight and as often during Republican administrations in the United States as during Democratic ones. It moved the hands furthest away in 1991 when U.S. President George Bush's administration signed the Strategic Arms Reduction Treaty with the Soviet Union. Excuse me, Brent, that's H.W. Herbert Walker. (laughs) George Herbert Walker. All this talk about hands and clocks and shit, like my doomsday clock is like one of those Mickey Mouse watches, but he's wearing bondage, but it's got the hands that, that spin around and around. That's, <laughs> Hiya, pal, it's me, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah. you, you haven't lived since until you've seen Mickey and assless chaps, which all chaps are assless, but it just is more fun to say assless chaps. Yeah, he's got a room. Man, that's a good point. What happens at 630? We don't talk about that on here, John. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to know. So, <laughs> Nick, you said you weren't familiar with the Doomsday Clock, but was John? Were you, any of you other guys were you familiar? How familiar were with this before we we talked about it? John, were you at all? I, I was. I I was familiar with it, but I didn't realize that it was. I always thought that there was literally math that went into it. So, sort of complicated algorithm that took into account all all these different factors from you know um, how many nukes there were on the planet. To how many, uh, you know, uh, disrupted states there were. Like they're to, putting all that know. into the Whopper every year to spit out some. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it there's no out, meat uh, in this burger right here. It make a shit like a goose, but God damn it, there's no meat in it. <laughs> Move that bitch another second towards midnight. <laughs> uh, I, I really, and, and I thought it, I literally did think it was a, um, you know how you could, there's the, I forget where it is. You can literally go look at the national debt. There's a sign somewhere. Yeah. That <laughs> don't do only, that. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to see it. Um, I thought that there was something like that somewhere for the doomsday clock. And uh, it turns out there's not. Yeah. Last time that happened, a plane crashed into the Pentagon. You don't. Yeah. Wanna, you definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I laugh so hard at that. When, you got, myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you got America's credit karma, you get it like a 404 error. <laughs> <laughs> shit, you can't even fucking look at that shit. <laughs> 
It doesn't even offer you suggestions on <laughs> yeah. how to improve it. You're no, you're, yeah, you're fucking, you're done. So, John, you're talking about like the things that go into it instead of some algorithm. What are the things that they weigh when deciding where to stick this the clock's hands every year? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us where they stick it, John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they, um, well, first uh, they get some lube. No, um. Interestingly, I, a lot of people think it's kind of um, specifically just for n- nuclear proliferation. Yeah. But it's actually a whole bunch more. It, it, they do take nuclear risk into account, but they also take things like war, climate change, uh, socio and economic realities around the Earth, uh, uh, disruptive technologies, and when I say that, things like uh, CRISPR. So you know, gene editing, because obviously, uh, uh, with CRISPR being around, somebody could conceivably create a disease that would be un- uncurable. Um, and you know, in, uh, in the world, uh, not that we're living that right stuff. now or they anything really list fake news as one of, man, if you go to their website, they say fake news, like every other line, like they're trying to push that into the, the narrative with this very hard. And they've been talking about fake news for, for, and if you, I, I found some like press releases from like 2016, 2015, they, they were talking about fake news back then. I think <laughs> no one was the, alive the term- then. It's so long. It feels like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does feel like a lot. The term fake news has taken on kind of a new meaning uh, yeah. uh, nowadays. Well, especially with the current <laughs> administration. Yeah, it's like everything's fake news. And that's right. So uh, what they're talking about, they're not talking about you know legitimate news organizations that just get made fun of because they don't agree with the administration. What they're talking about is literally the, the proliferation of fake news, of news that is not real, but it's it's carried out through social media. <laughs> the Onion. <laughs> well, no, uh, it's not when they satire. Say, more this like this is from uh, a a registered uh, neurosurgeon, and he says, and then right, you know, right, right. copy in this giant regurgitation of insert whatever horrible side of a, an opinion, you know, and they just yeah, like uh, a like like uh, a scientific looking journal article that says vaccines are bad, right? You know, yeah, fake news that and would never happen. Luckily, fake. though, something like that, so we don't. Well, have to worry. and that and that goes hand in hand with like. Midwestern suburban moms who share articles based off of the article title as opposed to what's actually factual or what's actually included in the article. Amen. And that's- you boys are trying to take my fucking Facebook away from me right now. I'll choke all of you out with my Donald Trump flag. <laughs> I got my I got my essential oils on the warmer. I am right. <laughs> exactly. I tell you what, let's go to break real quick. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the cats that came up with this, the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. That's the the website and the guys that came, guys and gals that came up with this the way group. back in the day. That's coming up next on Hysteria Fifty One. Hola, David. Me, I'm a Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I that, I, I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So (laughs) you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. (laughs) In that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's they designed it for long-term retention, you know. Yeah. 
if you don't get the pronunciation right, you you say it until you do, and then you know that that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why you know this has been trusted by experts for thirty years, and there's over twenty five different languages that you can learn, and people millions and millions of users use it because, like you said, it does seep in, and you're using it with you know you get speech recognition, and mm-hmm. it it hears you. You get to use like the built in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally though, this is something that we use and we have, both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long-term and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know, and we don't, yeah. we don't do long-term um, stuff like this. And this is, this is the one that we've chosen and we love it. So all you guys got to do, don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times. And it's always now, right now, get now. started for Larry limited time. His Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50% visit Rosetta Stone. Dot com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off. RosettaStone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Gentlemen, I hope you used your your break time wisely to brush up on your what is it, Jesse Cropodopolis? What was his name? <laughs> Uncle Jesse, what? Jesse Cotsopolis, Cock- Cockman, Cockman. <laughs> I want everyone at home that you know, that's listening at home, that's listeners, to realize that shit just got real because Rob just put on sunglasses inside. I did, and I can see that uh, we're kicking into second gear. We are. <laughs> 
I'm three beers deep, man. I'm ready to fucking party. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see what he does after the next break. That's you all do, I'm saying. You do not. We got the a bulletin of atomic scientists. John, who were these cats? They've been the ones setting the clock since uh, back in 1947. When the Roswell crash survivors suggested it. Exactly, exactly <laughs> what we were getting at. Thanks, Seabot. So originally, okay, so originally they set it at seven minutes till midnight. And uh, when asked why it was put at seven minutes to midnight, this isn't a joke. I'm not making this up. They said because it looked good that way. Okay. Uh, so that, that's, that's how my, much science was behind it That's why first. I tell my wife and she asks me why I shave my pubes that way. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks good that way. It adds an inch <laughs> into the shape of a question mark. Really? <laughs> Why so serious? <laughs> so here's here's what the website says about it. All right, founded in 1945 by University of Chicago scientists who had helped develop the first atomic weapons in the Manhattan Project, the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists created the Doomsday Clock two years later using the imagery of Apocalypse Midnight and the contemporary idiom of nuclear explosion countdown to zero to convey threats to humanity and the planet the decision to move or to leave in place the minute hand of the doomsday clock is made every year by the bulletin science and security board in consultation with its board of sponsors which includes 13 nobel laureates and then finally authorized by john stamos of course (laughs) of course Uh, the clock has become a universally recognized indicator of the world's vulnerability to catastrophe from nuclear weapons climate change and the disruptive technologies in other domains. Now I am going to point out that I said, you guys ever heard of this before? No. <laughs> but it's universally recognized. I mean, I, I knew, but I'm, I'm, I'm a weirdo. That's no, fine, buddy. But yeah. And uh, one other thing to note that we, uh, we, we haven't mentioned yet, uh, it was originally one man. I forget the guy's name. I, we might have it later in the show. It was originally one dude who decided what time it was every year, and then he died in like 1973, and then they actually went to the uh, the vote by committee thing. Okay. Yeah. What a job. Well, Dave, <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? Oh, shit. Is that today? Oh, man. <laughs> you kind of said this earlier, John, is you think doomsday, everyone thinks nuclear Armageddon, but that's really, and as time goes by, kind of waning as far as the stuff and i think one of the the bigger ones is going to come up is disruptive technologies like stuff that we are having now is science fiction to what they had in 47 i'm sorry it's waning <laughs> tell that to the angry russian general often waning is in it's the only threat to our planet compared to the other things that are that are happening what i'm trying to say is that i've seen every late 80s and early 90s action movie <laughs> and there is an angry russian general somewhere with with his hands on at least two nukes. <laughs> or, or at least the nuclear <laughs> that always football, happens, yeah. and he's he's having dinner, and someone's going to steal it from him. You know how it goes. <laughs> and hijinks. Hijinks, because it's, you know, it's the 80s. I'm not very well versed in words and shit. You guys keep on talking <laughs> about waning, and I'm just looking out the window, like, it's fine here. I'm not really 100% certain what's waning. Well, you guys are in Ohio, and that's all there is, right? Have you seen those memes? Like, all it is is Ohio. It's always just <laughs> yeah. in Ohio. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty much exactly how it is. <laughs> it's just Ohio as far as the eye can see. I just count myself lucky that there's enough fucking breweries around here to keep me <laughs> well intoxicated that I don't have to focus much. So, uh, And those are essential businesses, so I'm, exactly. I'm glad they're there yeah. for you. They yeah. sure <laughs> shit are in Illinois, yes, man. Yes, they are. <laughs> just like we were talking about before we started the show, uh, uh, weed dispensaries here in Illinois are also essential. Yep. Which I couldn't agree with more. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
All right, so guys, let's let's talk about some factors that could lead to the end of the world that aren't um, uh, nuclear Armageddon. Yeah. All right. Hell so the yeah. first one that we mentioned was uh, disruptive technologies. I hate being called disruptive technologies. <laughs> <laughs> they don't mean you, man. Yeah, right. Um, uh, uh, so a, a retired U.S. Air Force major general and adjunct faculty member with the John J. Riley Center for Scientific Technology and Values at the University of Notre Dame in Indiana. Woo. His name is Robert Lattice, and I really got... hope he has all of that on his business card. I was going to say card. he's got to have two business cards. That is a good intro for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good for that guy. <laughs> anyway, he says, a fear we need to watch is something we have talked about uh, actually on this show before. He said, quote, the development of artificial intelligence for use in weapons that makes, quote, kill decisions and its use in military control and command systems is another new cause for concern. This motherfucker just I agree. watched fucking uh, war games and was like, yeah, that, <laughs> that's my whole fucking outlook on life now. That's going to do it right there. That that was like my first my first instinct whenever I think of something like that, uh, things that could potentially end the world. I think AI is, I think it's up there. Oh my God. Damn yeah. straight. We, Absolutely. We, we did do a couple episodes on that, and it's interesting the people that are pro AI and against AI. We actually had some quotes from the guy who made Terminator and he's like, nah, we, we don't have to, to worry about it. And we had the dude who created MacGyver on that episode. He's like, <laughs> so no, good. it's going to kill us all. We're fucked. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we, we've talked about it in the past with those, with the, and I still don't know if this is actually a, a factual case or not with where the two pieces of AI were uh, creating their own language between the two. Yep. And they were yeah. communicating, and whoever created them had to destroy them because they were like going fucking crazy. Like that's uh, if you think yeah, about it. Took, no, that that absolutely happened. They, yeah, they, that's what they I had the two pieces of software talking to each other, and they uh, developed their own shorthand that no one could understand but them. And so they terrifying, terrifying. <laughs> and again, conspiracy bot, we're not talking about you. No one's scared of you. I feel, <laughs> Daddy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see the movie Extinction by any chance? It's no. uh, available on Netflix. It's a Michael Pena movie. I don't want to give okay. away too much of it, but you should check it out. It's pretty interesting. It kind of goes along with with the stuff that we're talking about right now. Nice. Okay. I'm definitely interested. All right. So if the robots don't kill us, the 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 Earth itself might uh, climate. Well, actually, we might by way of the Earth in 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 specifically in climate change, specifically humanity's disruption of the climate. Uh, NASA, you know, never a straight answer, uh, reports that globally last year was the second hottest since the record keeping began in 1880. And the past decade was the warmest on record. In fact, July 2019 smashed records as the hottest month ever recorded on Earth. It melted 217 billion tons. Now, for those keeping track at home, that's 197 billion metric tons of ice. I was going to get angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brent's a stickler for that metric system. That's good. Ocean temperatures are warmer than they've been at any any point in human history, and they're heating up at an alarmingly accelerating rate. The world's thickest mountain glacier is retreating. The Sahara Desert expanded by about ten percent, and the Arctic's most stable sea ice is disappearing. Yeah. But other than that, how is the play, Mrs. Lincoln? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get all philosophical, but. That's the that's the saddest part about all of this when I think about this stuff that it's scientifically proven that uh, climate change aside, one day the fucking light is just going to go out and the the game is going to be over. The the sun is going to burn out one day. However many 
you know, millions of billions of years from now, no one can pinpoint. Actually, 23 years from now. <laughs> Four days from now. Accurate. That's the way 2020 is going. Yeah, it's like three months. Yeah. Seabot's <laughs> like a TI-83 with chlamydia. Yeah. From, from, from. That's a really, really, really good I comparison. was just going to say, we might just feel bad. <laughs> Only the difference is, I can't play Snake on Seabot. No. That's true. <laughs> Dro- the, the mafia drug what lord game. One, what was the other one? Um, uh, drug. Uh, yeah, the the drug lord thing. Drug drug, drug wars. wars. Yeah. Yeah. Drug wars. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Yep. That's like I said. That's the saddest part. It's just inevitably we can all this aside. It's just going to be over with. Yeah, we're all. Yeah, just uh, lights out is a perfectly way to to say it. Unless you believe in you know the the Kardashev scale, and then by then we have geoengineered a replacement sun or moved our entire civilization and we're all living inside a black hole or whatever the fuck they want to say that we're going to do that sounds like craziness but might actually become true so hey well think about this when they um there were scientists that legitimately believed when they turned cern on for the first time that would rip a hole in space time and destroy the earth. And instead it just sent us on this fucking tangent. I was about to say, there are other folks that believe that it actually did something like that. And that's why we sit where we are today. I'm going <laughs> to let Rob keep recording with you. But my wife said there's a baby bird underneath our bed sheets in our room. So I got to go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we'll leave you with Rob. I'll be right back. There's a baby bird under your bed sheets. <laughs> How does that happen? We are, we are in Ohio. Like as, as we said, this is Ohio. So you never know. <laughs> What the hell was his is wife trying to do while he was? No, I don't, I don't think it's code. <laughs> I've heard code talk before, and that's legitimately a baby bird. <laughs> <laughs> but John, yeah, that's a, a thing that you know. Speaking about what you're talking about, though, there's less tangible ideas that they take into consideration, like particle accelerators and those parallels and, and all that stuff. They also say that we could do something that could this is thinking outside the box, but could we do something that could signal an alien invasion? Well, that's kind of an important topic with what's going on in the news right now. We've been trying for for years now. I think everybody's under the consensus that alien encounters originally came place because of us and our fascination with nuclear war. Yeah, they say that kind of it wasn't the the whole our first soiree into warp drive that brought them but our our soiree into splitting of the atom that that kind of yeah like turned the light on to said pay attention here yeah they're like listen guys you <laughs> i've been where you've been but you ain't been where i've been don't don't fuck yeah. around with this stuff right one yeah. of those they actually uh <laughs> this is, they actually came back because they uh they they got their hands on the uh, what 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 ship was it we sent the gold record on the odyssey voyager dumb dumb they got our unsolicited dick pics Oh, yes. <laughs> exactly they got our nudes yeah. and an address <laughs> exactly we gave them their address and our dick pics <laughs> a couple other things that are uh, a little bit more tangible than alien invasion that, that we could cause would be uh man-made pandemics as opposed to the one that we're in the middle of uh and bioweapons in general Ooh, hot take okay. john hot take on that one yeah, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say we did not make this, nor did anyone else on Earth make it. Wow. You poor delusional bastard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Rob, what do you think? Can you think of anything that else is going to, um, we haven't touched on that, that could be a, uh, they need to think about next year when they're they're fiddling with the hands? Oh, man. I don't know. Um, don't kill Harambe Jr. Right. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's true. It, it all started Harambe. with the gorilla, man. 
You ass clowns killed Earth's true champion. It was a signal to the cosmos that Earth is ready for a higher form of war. <laughs> God's just sitting there, man. If they if if they do Harambe again, if Harambe was still alive, none of listen, this shit would have ever happened. Listen, kid, I don't have a lot of time. Listen, <laughs> I feel like if that's like if that's like the one thing that we could get from a time traveler, it would be go back in time, save Harambe. He was the first domino to fall for <laughs> he sure. He really was. He really was. It's like uh, uh, in Justice League where. They they flash forward from the future, you know, and and they're they're talking to Bruce Wayne, and he's like, "What? What are you talking about?" Uh, but what, what you can't make out is he was saying, "Save Harambe." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, I, "Am I am I too early? I'm too early." <laughs> Maybe all didn't get dicks out for nothing. <laughs> I tell you though, like I'm still hoping that like time travel somehow unravels yeah. or, or or undoes all this shit somehow yeah just so because i want to know which one of these things can we do a time heist does it really matter are there tangents can you go back in time and kill your dad not that i'm advocating that plus i want to know how good of a kisser i was in my 20s and that's the <laughs> that I have. one of my favorite theories about time travel is they say that there's a theory that if you stay in one spot for long enough that time just repeats itself and then eventually the the a version of you will run into you if the theory's correct. Oh, oh, how it how it just yeah it goes in one big circle. Yeah, yeah. And I just want I just want to test it where I stand naked in the shower for long enough that a naked version of me runs into the back of me, and I just want to see what how, how I react, <laughs> and then <laughs> see how he reacts. So I say, hey. I was kind of, I was kind of good. That's a nice ass you got there, buddy. <laughs> well, sh- get the shampoo out. You. <laughs> I never realized my ass was firm yet supple. <laughs> I would probably tell me that my ass feels like a sack full of mashed potatoes. But hey, mashed potatoes are delicious. I don't care they what are. anyone says. So yeah. Who doesn't I, like mashed potatoes? So vis-a-vis your ass must be delicious. You heard it here first. Right. Going back okay. to break. <laughs> We're going to have a break. When we come back, where are we at right now? I think that's the big question. How close are we? Are we far away? Are we close? Perfect. That's the, the hard, hard-hitting answers we're going to give we're, you next. We're in ass potatoes right now. That's where <laughs> we are. Ass potatoes. <laughs> Coming up next, more ass potatoes on Hysteria 51. All right, Nation, we are back, and as we told you before, we are joined by the Brohio Podcast. We are solving the world's ales, one ass potato joke at now, a time. Now, I want to say their world's ales have already been solved because they have one of the world's worst ales right between them, a giant Zima sign. Uh, <laughs> I can see it right between you guys. Hey, for, and for those, of, for those of you that have never listened to us before... I think it's from episode two. No, I think it was, or was it was it one one. We were right, Patterson Air Force Base. Yeah, we. This was before. This is before the resurrection of Zima. We made a reference of butt chugging Zimas. We said there's a secret door at Wright Patterson Air Force Base, and when yeah. you open up the door, it's nineties or it's eighties and nineties pop stars. I think it's specifically George Michael. Okay, butt chugging a Zima and yeah. the butt chugging Zima <laughs> thing kind of. And I, I swear, two months later. Zima came out. Yeah, they reintroduced back, it. And then they crumbled it. <laughs> it, it it's a, we, we won't mention that. I have a garage fridge that's just this mishmash of, 
you know, beers that people leave over and stuff. And I go through it. I actually severed limbs, you know. I, I, yeah, right, right, right. Everybody right. has in their garage fridge. I went Alice's. through it this weekend, and I'm not throwing away the 12-pack of Zima that's, I don't know how many years old. That's so good. Yeah, Thank keep you. it. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to let that bastard yellow, and then we're going to have to crack it open. Somebody sent that to us, so it was it was pretty touching that's gift. Nice. That's yeah, awesome. Sure. Yeah. Brent, Brent, if you give it five or ten more years, it'll be like you'll be able to sell it on eBay for like how much would it cost to go buy Crystal Pepsi right now? Have you seen where they open up and they're all yellowed and nasty and shit from the the original run of it? Man. I know if you put like Zima and aluminum foil in a bag together, you can create the cheese they put in the Velveeta boxes for the (laughs) I think we just figured out fucking time travel. (laughs) I think so too. Well, gentlemen, speaking of time travel, how close are we? Uh, yes. to midnight. How close are we yeah. Yeah. to to reaching midnight? And 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 that question that question can only be answered if we take a look back in time. Uh, so in 1953, we were two minutes away from midnight uh, when Ooh. the U.S. and the Soviets were doing all of their hydrogen bomb testing. The first the first time it really uh, they changed the position of the clock was in 1949, specifically when uh, when the Russians uh, tested what was it called Joe. Yeah, uh, that was their first nuke. Yep, and you know, when you say testing, they were doing lots of it. And and since then, there have been two thousand and fifty five nuclear tests done. <laughs> that's it. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and that's since we we dropped the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Most of them underground, but some above, uh, and some uh, 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 in the atmosphere, and some in the ocean. They were literally scared that if they exploded one in the atmosphere, it could actually ignite the the atmosphere and they're like (laughs) fuck it and they did it anyway they fucking did it anyway just to see what would happen that's love right there yeah that's like not giving a fuck on that's like level 99 (laughs) there are (laughs) atolls and little islands and shit where they did all those tests in the pacific yeah yeah yeah. they're gone yeah bikini yeah exactly but you know what we know exactly how big of a bomb we need to nuke insert city and they figure all that out thanks to science and the irradiation of most of nevada (laughs) through the test (laughs) range and shit so we got that going all right well we are uh we'll get more into this later we're closer to midnight than ever today as we sit here and talk uh but the furthest we've ever been from midnight uh goes all the way back to uh brent as you mentioned earlier george h w bush in 1991 they took us all the way back to 17 minutes away from midnight. Well, they actually, Oof. they call that five years pre-Brohio in 1991. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is okay. Got but it, yeah, got 17 minutes, now. and that's the furthest we've ever been, because on paper, at least, the, the Cold War had officially ended. U.S. and Russia were reducing their nuclear stockpiles, and it was also the five-year anniversary of Hands Across America, so I think that was really important in their... Uh, <laughs> they're thinking i'm sure i'm sure that they, they... <laughs> the fucking thing moves a lot though they never just go yeah we're fine this year there's tons and tons of tons of times but some of the big ones when they, they've moved it around have been uh, uh 1960 they pushed it to seven minutes to midnight as tensions between the u.s and soviets lessened in 63 it was 12 minutes to midnight after the u.s and the soviets signed a treaty uh we were seven minutes to midnight in 68 when vietnam war became a real issue uh, in 69, then they bumped it to 10 minutes to midnight uh, after a bunch of nations signed a treaty to end nuclear testing, which didn't really end all the nuclear testing. Which worked really yeah. well. <laughs> uh, the clock was pushed forward again to three <laughs> minutes to midnight in 1984 because of, you guessed it, U.S. and Soviets. 
and on and on and on. But John, you, you, you said something important. Always. Where are we now? What's the current time? We are 100 seconds to midnight, gentlemen. Holy shit. Seconds. I was going to guess like nine minutes. Less than two minutes. The closest we've ever That is been. crazy. I was going to guess nine minutes is what my guess was, is how far away we were. Uh, yeah. I literally, it was like an hour and seven minute long speaking engagement when they did it this year. And it was summed up with, we're fucked. Literally, it was, they kept <laughs> handing it over to someone else. like, this is not good. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is not good. You can't say that. No one's listening to this. Like, we are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. There is way too many fucking people on this planet. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna say it. Jesus. There is way too fucking many people. We we could we could use a new plague. Maybe maybe this isn't such a bad idea. Like this uh, coronavirus. You, have you heard of the year 2020? I don't know if you've ever heard yeah, of- exactly. Did you know <laughs> that we're living it? Did you know that geese are actually manufactured by the government? Yeah, that's what we're living right now. <laughs> shit. Fuck a goose though. I don't give a shit. Fuck a goose, <laughs> guys! I I hate to break this to you. I, I maybe maybe the news doesn't come in in Ohio. No, but, not really. Um, there's a there's a disease going around right now. <laughs> there is, as you can yeah, tell by how close we're sitting to one <laughs> next to one another. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're two foot from each other, <laughs> but you're six feet in your hearts, and that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> Our wieners are touching under yeah. the table, which you can't see, but it's okay. That's right. We do all the spreading after the camera gets turned off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of spreading <laughs> yeah so the 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 president of the society the the the, the bulletin of scientists you know that, that put this together and the ceo rachel bronson she announced to the current time this year was actually on january 23rd in washington dc and here's a quote from her this new time indicates that humanity is entered into a realm of a two-minute warning in which Jeez. every precious second will count if we want to forestall global catastrophe. I do appreciate the fact that she put it in terms that I and my my Neanderthal brain could understand in football. We got terms. a two-minute right. warning. At least you know it's a two-minute warning. The clock stops for a little bit before you, before true. it fucking keeps going. We do this thing in my house. It's not a two-minute warning, but it's a two-minute rule. Where if my wife's not in the mood, I have two minutes to get it over with. <laughs> I usually do pretty well. Wrap it up, B. <laughs> you're batting. You're batting like nine hundred. Never failed. Hundred seconds wouldn't be a problem for me, <laughs> guys. Coming in hot, baby. In my house, Coming we have a two-minute rule rather than a, a five-second rule or a ten-second no. rule, meaning the food can sit on the floor for two minutes and still be edible. Do what you got to do. <laughs> I have a two-day rule for that. <laughs> Is anyone looking? That's my rule. If the ants haven't gotten to it, then, I, then that's me. So old Rachel... Uh, she said, danger is high and the margin for error is low. Over the last two years, we have seen influential leaders denigrate and disregard the most effective methods for addressing complex threats. Prior nuclear treaties are crumbling. New agreements between the U.S. and Russia are no closer than they were a year ago. And negotiations between the U.S. and North Korea regarding nuclear weapons and the reduction has been abandoned. So, yeah, man, it doesn't look great. And one thing that's that's worth pointing out is that none of this is reflective uh, of the coronavirus. In all seriousness, yeah. like us being 100 seconds to midnight has nothing to do with that. And that's for a few reasons. I mean, they've released a statement on it. Don't get me wrong, but it hasn't changed the mm. position of the clock. Because remember that the things that impact the position of the clock are two. There's two of them. One, that they are man-made issues. Yep. And... um no matter what your uncle with the tinfoil hat tells you, uh, coronavirus wasn't man-made. 
you know, you might argue it might have been man released. That's another conversation for another day, but it wasn't man made. Uh, and two, uh, its ability to wipe out humanity as uh, as bad as coronavirus is, and as many. I mean, I think I saw today a quarter million people worldwide have died so far from it. Um, as bad as that is, it is not going to wipe out humanity. People recover from it. So it wouldn't affect the position. However, um, uh, because it doesn't check those boxes, they've chosen to look at it in a different lens. And that's to prove how there are other things that we do need to worry about that will end humanity. Basically saying like the worldwide shitty response right. <laughs> yeah. to this non-extinction level event is proof that we need to double down and triple down on our preparedness and prevention for more extinction level problems. Uh, here's a quote from a, a, a much larger statement that we won't read the whole thing on uh, from the bulletin uh, on the pandemic. They said they said when they're addressing the pandemic, they said, quote, we hope the world will emerge from this pandemic better prepared for the next but there is another opportunity as well, which is to apply lessons learned in this crisis to other global existential challenges. Nuclear weapons and climate change affect human, animal, and plant populations worldwide with long-lasting effects. Mitigating climate change requires recognizing it as an emergency and accepting that changes in lifestyle and economy are worth the cost if they save the planet. Maintaining security while also reducing nuclear risks is a genuine challenge. But that effort is far less difficult and costly than the aftermath of nuclear war. Fat fucking chance. I'm not staying in my house. That's kind of been the fucking answer to that shit. I got to go to Walmart, get rid of inflatable mattress. My sister's getting upset with me. I don't get something soft to lay on. I mean, seriously, though, that's a, a beautiful statement that they're trying to make but then you look at the real i know that everything's exaggerated and we're looking through the lens of social media but fuck me people lose their shit over the littlest things and john you've said it recently and i think this is a valid point people have a lot of extra time on their hands and that's being manifested oh yeah anger and shit and it's just an interesting way and we have a lens that we haven't had in generations prior facebook and twitter and and shit like that and I mean shit like that, even though we used the hell out of it. Uh, you know, I we've used the hell out of nuclear weapons, too. It doesn't mean they're great. I guess, I, I well, one thing that's worth pointing out, too, that, like, even if coronavirus did check all of those boxes, it's they, they still wouldn't go move the, the hands of it right now. Like, they, they, they don't do live updates of the clock. They update it once, and then they... Take a year and they update. Can you again. imagine if they're like breaking breaking news? The clock hands are fucking moving. <laughs> Tonight at nine, the clock hands. Where are they? That's literally where I then go into a bunker. It's like an ESPN ticker at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, like just just as an example, the minute hand didn't even change during the Cuban Missile Crisis, and that's obvious. I mean, that's that's when we've been closest to nuclear war by far. Yeah. Thank you, X Men. And that documentary that we watched, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they couldn't, because like I said, they do it once a year, so that shit happened, and then it was done and over with, and theoretically we learned from that, so... Yeah, they're not they're not keeping tabs on day-to-day threats. They're just trying to remind us that global catastrophe is just right. around the corner. Yeah. Uh and that's why they just meet periodically to to update. Yeah, they, they meet twice a year to decide where it's at for that time and move the ship. But what happens, I guess... At midnight, that's a good question. It's not the world explodes, well, right? Yeah, it's not like it's a you snap a finger like Thanos and everything's over. You know, yeah, it's more of a, a marathon to hell rather than a sprint. 
And even if we had all-out thermonuclear war, all life on Earth doesn't end that day as the bombs drop. So really, the Doomsday Clock is a countdown to the point of no return more than the actual like end time. I got you. As far as that goes. But yeah, no bueno when it hits midnight, I think is the easiest <laughs> way to say it. <sighs> so where are you guys? Uh, where, where's your your you got your bug out bags and your your panic rooms and your bunkers all ready to go and all that bullshit? Are you, are you guys uh, super preppers with your your Ford? Broncos taking you out to your your <laughs> missile silo that you've procured for you and your best friends. Nope, I have. Uh, <laughs> that's a hard no. That's a hard I got no. a house that was built in the 1800s and it's got a fucking crazy ass scary dungeon basement. <laughs> I'm just gonna hide out there. I had a bag of rice, but I cooked it for dinner two nights ago. I think I got, so I got three kids. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so as long as I can keep one of them. I have plenty of food. <laughs> Eat them. Yeah. The oldest one's pretty big. He's got a lot of meat on him. There was a show early on Fox. I can't remember what it was, the name of it, uh, but it was like after thermonuclear war, and there's this small band of people, and it was a comedy, and they're all like sitting together, and they're like, how did you guys survive? And one guy's like, well, I was... My bank has its vault, and it's two levels below ground, and it's got a... a a timer, you know, and I got locked in there overnight and I survived. They all had stories like that. One guy's like, I was in line at the bank in my 74 Yugo and I just rolled the window up. <laughs> survived it, you know, like everyone else is dead. He just slept in the car. Relatable. Yeah. John, if they were flying the fucking weapons right now, What's the thing you're like, I got to go rub one out. I got to go do this. I got to tell He's my kids. definitely rubbing one out. I got to that I, for him. You got to go to the Ozarks, man. Oh, I love the Ozarks. Yeah. You have to. Oh, I thought you meant like you'd go finish the third season of Ozark. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. You got to go to like fucking Kansas where there's like three people living. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Oklahoma. If I had enough advance warning, um, one of my best friends lives in southern Illinois. His name's Ashley. And uh, I would, I'd head down there, man. Like, there's just, it's, it's, uh, there's lots of ammo. There's a lot of- <laughs> God damn it. There's, uh, 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 you know, wide open spaces, nobody to fuck with. Like, uh, just get away from. Uh, I would do the exact opposite of what I've chosen to do in my in my normal life, which is get closer to metropolitan areas. I'd get farther away from them. Well, I was going to say at first, I would check and make sure my wife's okay, but then I guess I have to check and make sure your wife and child are okay since you forgo that. Oh, your wife <laughs> listens to this, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so we're getting in here. No, I didn't. I didn't forget anything. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, you you got to think. I mean, like. If something fucking crazy happens, like say if it's a nuclear, you know, a nuclear end to all of us, they're not going to fucking take out Fargo, North Dakota or fucking, you know, I mean, your, your best bet is to stay away from your East Coast and your West Coast, go directly center in the fucking um, you dumb the middle bastards. continental. That's exactly where the Dulce bases open up at. And okay. <laughs> fucking Fargo is like pinpoint number two on the nukes where they're going to strike at i'm going to mount rushmore and i'm hiding in george washington's nostrils and that's the last that's the final <laughs> final thing that's that's it final answer yeah final answer Ozark for the meth so now okay. it's, it's, that now too, it's that, that's just an added bonus i'm just gonna start yeah. shoving potatoes in my ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're gonna make that mashed potato ass happen <laughs> You know what? I've always wanted to do this. There's no time like the present. <laughs> you know, well, okay. So if it's not if it's not nukes that takes us to midnight, you know, there's there's a lot of other things. Uh, I, I think, and and 
most of the other things you get a um a longer fuse on, right? Like you know it's coming. The nukes, once they're in the air, I you know, none of us have time to get to an unpopulated area. Right. You're kinda you're staying where you, you are. Really you really want to throw a fucking have... wrench into everyone throw an EMP bomb across the planet, knock out communication, and everyone's gonna go apeshit because no one knows how to read a fucking map anymore or or anything like that. And uh communication comes from the television. No one's got their shortwave radios anymore. I think that would right. be a, a really crazy catastrophe. Well to flip the car the flip the script a little bit there at a, at a pure spectator standpoint, what way would you like to watch the world in? I personally would like them the Jurassic Park route. I would like to see dinosaurs take over again and just That'd be fucking wreck everything. But from a spectator standpoint, what would you like to watch unfold? Glad you asked. I have put a lot of thought into this topic. <laughs> I'm just gonna cut that one short. <laughs> Man, I don't know, John. Do you have a do you have a a delicious way to <laughs> watch the world burn? <laughs> all right, all right. I got a good one for you. We have successfully destroyed the 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 environment of the planet, and um. Uh, between the the lightning tornado storms and uh, uh, massive tsunamis, you know we're all going to die. But then at the last moment, the aliens come down and go, "All right, you're worth saving." We saw one kid give a flower to some other kid. We'll we'll save you, <laughs> and we all watch the destruction of the of the planet from the UFO as they take us away to another paradise. We will eventually destroy. Kind of like Wally. <laughs> And right as we're pulling away, <laughs> shit sprays running after us. You forgot me. You forgot me. <laughs> now, guys, I have a question for you. We, sure. you, you um, as, as you said, you you listened. You uh, were assessing. Didn't do a lot of research before this. Now that you've heard what the Doomsday Clock actually is, do you, first, do you think it's a good way to assess the risk to the end of the world? And then, second, do you think uh, it? There could be some negative aspects to uh, to that method. For me, we live in a, a world of, like you said, it gets updated every January. And I think for for the ever-changing stratosphere of, of what we have going on in, uh, in this earth, there's not enough for something like that to update every January. Tomorrow, Putin could wake up with an ingrown hair on his asshole and decide that this is... This is it. Or if, for instance, Kim Jong-un, who went to the land of pleasure pillows and revived himself (laughs) from the dead, if he decided, you know, that today was the day, everything could change. So I don't think the the doomsday clock holds much much modern for me. The clock we only know, we can only base off of what we actually know. Right. Yeah. And you know how many things we probably don't fucking know? Yeah. Like you realize like Yellowstone yes. sits on a fucking mega volcano. <laughs> <laughs> then that would take out the entire continent yeah. of, you know, the United States of America. If that were to explode, we're all fucked. You just said one of the most delicious things I've ever heard. The entire continent of the United <laughs> States of America. <laughs> yeah, North America. That's the most American we're thing up. I've ever heard in my goddamn life. <laughs> the country. <laughs> yeah. But still, I mean, it, that's that. That's the shit that, like, that's, like, the unknown shit. Like, the the natural things, that's what fucks me up. Yeah. Meteors, some crazy-ass tsunami or something. Right. something and, that, that, and that's the shit that this doesn't even look at. This doesn't even take Right, exactly, theory. exactly. I think that's more of a worry, the stuff that we can't control. Because, I mean, granted, if, if there are nukes deployed, we still have so long to react. Co- 
to react and combat that as opposed to a volcano, a meteor. I mean, a meteor, I guess, I guess we could, we could technically take care of that as well. Yeah, just get Bruce Willis's ass up there. Be <laughs> I mean, Iron Iron Man direct, redirected an entire atom bomb. Yeah, you know what did. I mean? You and did. sent it up, sent it up into the stratosphere. Here's the thing: while I love what the new, uh, the the Bulletin does as an organization, I think it's great, and I, I love how everything's based on science. And the more I read about it, the more I realize that it really is. They, of course, they want to they want to influence um, policy, but they want to influence policy towards you know the greater good of every person sure. on the earth. Like they're not trying to. It's it is a political. But I think that there could probably be a better way of doing it than the clock because the clock, like you said, they only update it once a year. And it because because it's kind of arbitrary, whether it's 100 seconds or two minutes or three minutes, it feels like somebody's putting their thumb on the scale. Right. Right. Um, and so then if you're in a, if you're in opposition to whatever they're saying, like if you're if you don't believe that climate change exists, then you're going to uh, oh they're, they're they're putting their thumb on the scale. Fuck them. You know, and it takes it takes uh credence away from them so i kind of wish the organization did exactly the same thing but only put a little bit more thought into it into how they could turn it into an algorithm like literally take all of these various uh, uh um uh factors into mind and 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 then come up with a way to calculate it and then recalculate it on a fuck i don't know weekly and then basis that algorithm becomes self-aware and wipes us all out <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> I think it would take away the uh, the argument that it's just a bunch of scientists trying to create policy. Yeah, but I will say, this is America. We put bacon cheeseburger on crispy crispy cream donuts. Hallelujah! And we ain't scared to fucking die. So to try and threaten us with a clock, you ain't you know, you're not getting nowhere with that shit. This is where people address a pandemic by carrying guns at their capital, you know, and shit like that. <laughs> I'm going to shoot that fucking virus. <laughs> open season on Corona. Everybody, I'm going to Lowe's. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty much like the Armageddon nowadays. I went to Lowe's yesterday. It, it's just an untangible thing. And, and I, I think I Very agree so. with you, John. It's kind of, it seems a little out of touch. And man, 100 fucking seconds. That is just. It's Man. hard to it's hard to grasp. But then it, when it's that yeah. close, it's hard to even become a tangible thing where you can go, yeah, I understand what that is. Then it's yeah. just an anomaly, and you're like, oh, okay. All jokes aside, yeah, I, I definitely think a hundred seconds is that. I feel like that's cutting it pretty fucking close. No, I can get a lot done in a hundred seconds, <laughs> but still, I mean, <laughs> that's that's wild. Well, I the, also the reason that I think it's a bit out of touch, uh, honestly. I don't know if you saw this earlier this year. Jeremy Renner released his own self-titled first album of music. You know the, the actor, the guy that played. Hawkeye. Yeah, okay. I saw yeah. That, um, but keep going. That that very moment, the clock should have at least gone down five seconds. Uh, I didn't even know that that was a thing. It's not worth. Oh, it is. Is it like William it Shatner music? Seeming pile of shit. Rocket. It is awful. Man. It is auto-tuned garbage. Oh, it's auto-tuned too. Well, I mean, like it's not auto-tuned like Justin Bieber oh, auto-tuned. Okay. It's like it, it, he's trying to do rock music, but you can just tell they auto-tuned gotcha, him gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. because it, what if yeah, he yeah. just sings perfectly, John, and you're just shitting all over his dreams? <laughs> Man, I need to check this out. This that's, that, that sounds amazing. I, uh, it, it, What's yeah, it called? Stick Does to he have lane, a band, Jeremy. or is it just called like Jeremy Renner sings? Like what? You know, I think it's just called. I don't think it's just sings. <laughs> Jeremy Renner sings. Time, fun time Not, hour. It's just called Jesus. Nineteen fifty six. Leonard Nimoy sings. <laughs> he just got a fucking glass of whiskey and an unbuttoned shirt. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the uh, Christmas Yule. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> yep. 
He just sits there for like three hours drinking scotch yes. with the fire behind him. It's amazing. My spirit animal. Nick Offerman is one yeah. of my favorite people in the whole Nick world. Nick Offerman's my spirit animal. It's like between him and Jack Black. Like I don't know who I like more. <laughs> you can't you can't not like right. Jack Black. Yeah. yeah. How fucking someone hate Jack Black? I, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I've seen almost everything he's been in, I think. I, you know what I, I have not seen? This is like one of those holes in my uh, game. I never saw Nacho Libre. Really? Yeah, I've never really seen, good. It yeah. seen it either. Really good. He's like he's is a he national good? treasure. We need to, except for such a, such a sweet human. Jack Black dated or, or dates or whatever. Laura Keitlinger. She was a comedian. Laura Keitlinger hates the greatest comedian of all time, Norm Macdonald. And okay. uh, so, <laughs> vis a vis, tangibly or whatever the word is there. I do. Uh, I, I do love Norm Macdonald. Yeah, I do too. I do disagree with you. Him being the greatest comedian ever, but it's okay. <laughs> I won't hold that against you. Well, we I, I'd agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong, so it's okay. Right. Everybody knows <laughs> Actually, it's George you know Carlin. What? It's George Carlin. So I'll, I'll give you somebody else from that era that I think is funnier. Uh, he was just on Conan O'Brien's podcast. Uh, uh, props to Conan O'Brien's podcast. It's a little tiny podcast. You probably never heard of it. We'll give it some love here. <laughs> Kevin Nealon was on there, and that man is fucking hilarious. I'm yeah. personally a big fan of Amy Schumer. So. <laughs> oh, don't, don't do it. God. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I feel like we missed out on a chirp, chirp. Uh, an inside chirp, joke. Chirp. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, no, there's no. That's the inside joke. <laughs> he said Amy Schumer. Fucking joke. Yes, John, it was a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> so that kids at home has been all of our thoughts on the Doomsday Clock, John. If they want to tell us what we said wrong, what we said right, and all that jazz, where can they do that? Well, I didn't say anything wrong, but if they. <laughs> Thought, if they if they if are their wrong opinion and is did, wrong, where can they express it so that we can correct them? <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. Uh, I'd hop on Facebook and search for Hysteria Nation. That is our Facebook discussion group where you can uh, mention how right I was, <laughs> how wrong Brent was, and what you thought of the Brohio guys. Uh, Facebook dot com slash group slash Hysteria yep, Nation. Yeah, keep, also, don't keep in mind, be gentle because I'm three beers deep and I'm very sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget also <laughs> Facebook.com slash hysteria fifty one pod. That is our Facebook page. Patreon, patreon.com slash hysteria fifty one. That is where you can no longer sniff John Goforth because Ooh. of reasons. Ah, but you can't get yourself a t shirt. You never could. And uh, oh oh you could. I might someone asked what you smell like and I go, I said jupe today. I think that's a fair I know jupe? you don't wear jupe and you haven't since high school, but that's, oh, wow. what I remember. that's what I remember you smelling like. So, yeah, I would buy jupe if I could find it. I used to put jupe on a hand towel, lay it on, lay it on my face, and it was just like having sex with a French prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> By used to, he means that's why he had to leave the show a few minutes ago. There's a bird in his head. <laughs> yeah, get that bird out of your bed. I found the jupe. <laughs> Got hit that jupe, baby. Oh, and leave us a voicemail 773 669 7277. Again, that's 773. 773- 3669-7277, but we're not going to do those tonight because we got another show to talk about. Brohio Podcast, Ooh. where can they find you? What are your pages? What's your home phone number and socials and all that good stuff? Have at it, Mr. Nicolicious. Uh, okay, we are, this is, uh, this is an anomaly in the world right now, but we are everywhere at Brohio Podcast. Oh. Go to at Brohio, there's no, wow. no, there's no deviation right there. Yep. We are everywhere at Brohio Podcast. You got a W Angel Fire. <laughs> yeah. Find us everywhere. <laughs> Grinder, uh, Pornhub. Grinder, yeah. <laughs>
But uh, we release episodes normally every Tuesday. Um, we're trying to bump it up to two episodes per week because we like making that motherfucking Skrilla. <laughs> if, um, you know, if you guys want to check us out, I do anticipate us doing a mashup with Hysteria 51 here in the near future. We're in our turf. Know, I know we're going to have to talk about it. We'll have to decide. <laughs> we'll get back to you. <laughs> but um, we're not for everybody. So if this is a little <laughs> off-putting for you. Then you must be someone that doesn't like pudding. I provide <laughs> I personally love pudding, so this is probably <laughs> No, you guys are definitely gonna get three or four one stars for this piece of shit that we just laid on you guys. So. Sorry, we guys. get three or four one stars a week anyway. So it's all good. <laughs> it's okay. It's I mean that we Yeah, it'll just be Tuesday for us. The, the one this week was seriously, seriously <laughs> one star. <laughs> so thank but it, you. guys Thank you so much yeah. for having us on. We, we were, appreciate it. We, yeah, uh, man. Thank you guys. It was a lot of fun, and uh, it was uh, such a lighthearted topic. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. You know, next no major time repercussions. Do, do some crazy like ghosts or ghost orgies or alien yeah. orgies. Or, That's what's know. up. I'm just for really sure. into orgies. No, I, pr- I much prefer making jokes about the death of humanity as we know it. <laughs> Same Z's. <laughs> he can, he can kind of r- relate to the topic, so it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. All right, fellas, uh, uh, last time uh, they can find you wherever they find their podcast and on all social media at Brohio Podcast. Yeah, just go to, go, to, go to your favorite place to find podcasts and type in Brohio, and we're the only two turd popsicles that pop up, so it's pretty <laughs> simple for you. But that's where you can find us. Well, guys, we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. We feel like uh, some kindred spirits here in the world of the weird uh, obviously not taking it too seriously, much like we don't, and uh, we we enjoyed this and look forward to doing it again. Now I'm not coming on your show ever <laughs> because I'm. Uh, it's called I, forced. I'm it's called forced love. You'll be here, my friend. We yeah. talked about it at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> if you look behind John, you can see he has a manual typewriter, so he's that kind of pretentious. So he's not going to be on your show. <laughs> I mean, I don't get. I don't. The audience, they're listening, but I don't want to call John out. But John, your camera has been shaking for about a good seventy seconds at a time in shifts. But uh, I'm writing with a pencil, okay? And then right then you're like, I'm never coming on your show. But I'm the same way when I'm all done. I'm like, yeah, I'm not fucking doing anything now that I'm. Done. Remember when we were on your show? <laughs> nope, I don't remember you at all. I apologize. I never want to do anything when I'm done either, John. It's fine. <laughs> All right, so that's been the Doomsday Clock. With that said, I've been Brent. I'm the delicious Nickalicious from the Brohio podcast. I'm Rob Dog. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bat. Thank you, guys. Stay woke, meat sacks. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.